This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As you know, myself and X are taking the West Way pre-match events to Australia in July, and this trip to Perth is proudly supported by Perth website marketing company, urisco.com.au. That's urisco, E-U-R-I-S-K-O.com.au. Urisco has been building a marketing website since 2014, and they're ready to help you too. Whether you're looking for a new website or want to generate more leads for your current one, urisco.com.au has the expertise and experience to help you kick goals online. Contact Mike today at grow at urisco.com.au or visit the website urisco.com.au to find out more. You're listening to the West Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Hamway Podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. We are just days away from one of the biggest nights in this club's recent history. How do we feel? Are we going to win it? And can I successfully teach X some keywords in check before revealing the final top five of the West Hamway Premier League Predictions Competition with respective prizes? As always, we get the latest news from X and answer questions from patrons of the West Hamway. The Conference League final is just days away now. How are you feeling? Oh, mate, I'm like a mixture of emotions. My emotions are all over the place. I'm like absolutely buzzing and can't wait to get out there and experience the atmosphere and experience the European final and, and hopefully see my club, West Ham United, win something for the first time in my life. So I'm absolutely buzzing. But then there's that element of, but what happens if we don't win it? Creeping into my mind. So there's that mm. nerves, that nerves and that almost dread that we won't win it, but mailed up by excitement and buzz and hope that we do so emotions all over the place but can't wait to get out there now it's just been it's just dragging these last two days have been dragging i want to get out there so much so yeah excited excited mate can't wait to be out there with uh what seems like a massive claret and blue army 
Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right there. And I think we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Because I mirror that. I mean, I'm absolutely bursting at the seams of excitement. But if I give myself too much time to think about it, then I get overrun by nerves to a point where I feel sick. And I think what it is, it's just that overwhelming feeling of desperation to win this. Yeah. It it just, it's a constant sort of tug of war of emotions. And I think every West Ham fan can relate to that. Mm. But of course, the big question is, and none of us know the answer is, are we going to win it? Oh, mate, it's so hard to call, isn't it? It really, really is, because there's so much riding on this, because not only, obviously, is it our first trophy, winning 43 years, but it secures us another year in Europe. And, you know, for, for two people that have been lucky enough to go to pretty much every um, European away day, it adds so much, not just to the experience of being a West Ham fan, but, but to life. You know, I've been to places that I would always wanted to go to, and I've had the opportunity to now. So, And, and, and not only that, as a, as a club you know it makes our our ability to sign players so much stronger yeah. if we're in Europe next year and it concludes a season that could be a relatively mediocre season stroke disappointing season so actually a really positive one of our best seasons ever so so much hinges on this game and I've been doing a bit of research into Fiorentina because I felt I need to understand them better before I do the podcast and I think they finished you know they finished strong since like March they were the the most informed Italian side and the bookies make them just just favourite to win this game oh really um, I didn't yeah. know that <laughs> they're just edging it yeah it's not much in it and it does depend on what bookie you look at but it is, it is slightly in their favour apparently they've got two key players that could be injured so that's a, a positive in some ways for us yeah. um, so I just can't call it mate I have this horrible horrible feeling it's going to go down to penalties and then oh, I just think God. I just think I'm going to have to leave the state Stadium, or I might have to replace you and go wandering because I just, I just don't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can deal with that. Oh, that would be horrendous. Can you actually imagine that scenario? Mm. I watched well, the Philip Schofield I... interview the other day, and at one point he says, do you want me to die? Because <laughs> that's where I'm at. And yeah. that, that is what I'll be saying on like, the full penalty, because I just won't be able to deal with it. Exactly. Well, well I, was, I was obviously at the 2006 Cup final, and those, mm. those, me- those memories of that penalty shootout are still like fresh in my mind, like bloody, what is it? 2006 from 23, like seven, 17 years in the, in the, you know, in the, in the past now, but I'm still haunted by it. So I just, I just can't fathom them again and the nerves of it. One thing I would say is that West Ham have seen confident in their penalty taking. You know, we've done well in penalty shootouts against Blackburn. We lost, but we got to our last penalty taker in Ogbonna, didn't we, before we actually missed one and we beat, was it Man City or somebody the year before on penalties? So we have got a decent track record at penalties. However, I just... You know, I just don't want. I don't want that scenario. I just think it's going to be so tight, and I really, really, really think the fans have a massive part to play. Because again, I don't know how factually accurate this is, but apparently Fiorentina is struggling to sell all their tickets, which is absolutely ludicrous for a European final. Really? Yeah, apparently that's what someone told me today. Um, so if that's the case, the West Ham fans that have been lucky enough to get tickets, of which you and I are two of them, we really, really, really. I know we. I no, I'm preaching to the already converted, but we just need to create that atmosphere that could be the 12th man and get those boys over the line because imagine what that feeling would be if we win that trophy. Oh, mate, it will be 
unbelievable. And, and it, do you know what? I'm frustrated for everyone that can't go because the allocation is yeah, just... It's, oh, it's, so it's, it's poor. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, fancy booking a stadium like that, as nice as Prague is, to, to just allow a, a handful of West Ham yeah, fans in. I mean, I can't believe Fiorentina can't sell tickets, if that's true. I mean, that is mm. absolutely incredible. And they deserve to lose on that fact alone, to be mm. honest, if that is mm. true. Mm. Um, but you're right about Fiorentina. They're a funny old team because, like us, they do seem to have found form towards the end of the season. And it's been a season of either great results or terrible results. And Europe's interesting because they always seem to be stronger away from home. Mm. And in round 16, they nicked, a, uh, I think it was a 1-0 win against Siversport uh, at home. Then they smashed them 4-1 away. Then they beat Lech Poznan 4-1 away, but lost 3-2 at home. And then mm. they lost at home to Basel 2-1 and then beat them away 3-1. So, you know, what slightly worries me is, I don't know if it bodes well, but they seem to be pretty comfortable not on home soil. Yeah. If, uh, if that if that's uh, anything to go by. So, mm. um, I mean, it's, it's going to be a nervy affair for sure. But I, mm. I just think, you know, I'm stating the obvious now, but I, I just hope, <laughs> I hope the boys are massively on it, massively motivated. I don't want to see a slow start that we've seen so many times. I want us to be on it from the second that whistle blows. And I think it's a, a game, I mean, obviously you've got to be tight defensively. That's a no-brainer. But I think this is a game that could belong to our key players. Because <sighs> if you're tight defensively, then that's half the battle won. But then you start talking about match winners and you talk about mm. Declan Rice, Lucas Paqueta, Jared yeah. Bowen, Nicky mm. Antonio, especially mm. if they're on it and we take our chances in what I'm assuming will be a counter-attacking style of football, then obviously we could we could be having a great night. But uh, mm. I, I'm just playing out every scenario in my mind, mate. And again, I just I give myself such anxiety. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's here now. It's here. It's, it's this week. It's in two days' time. And I, I can't believe we're going to Prague for a, a, a European Cup final. I just hope mm. we do it. Um, I think what I you know. said there is so important about those individuals playing to the top of their game. I mean, obviously, this is almost certainly going to be Declan's last game. What a way to go out as the oh. only ca- only captain in our history, other than Bobby Moore, to lift a European trophy for West Ham. That will help cement his legacy so that he'll never be forgotten at the club. Lucas Pacatar, you know, he's massively hitting form at the right time. He is a world-class player that plays for Brazil, has played at the very top level this is his moment on a on a world stage to show how good he is you've got you know the, you've got the likes of Bowen like you say that could show to Southgate that he should have never have been left out of England's squad and you know what I've just got a sneaky feeling sneaky feeling that after all the kind of I don't know, stick he's taken this year, and I'll hold my hands up I've ditched it out myself that you could actually score in this final I am of a certain that I will. I, I placed money at uh, bookmakers on me to stop. Don't say that. Illegal, don't it? I'm betting I'm less hand to me. Not to lose. Is that allowed, Nick? No, you're not to score, mate. Sharp. Just end it quickly. You just don't say uh, anymore. I was only joking. <laughs> Talk about potato salad, quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got this funny feeling. I don't know why, because it's in, it's in Prague, obviously, where he's from it's like the stadium that he spent most of his career at I just got this like you know I always think with West Ham there's a story written it's almost like our yeah. history hence why we were able to do a book on it we've got plans to do another one you know our, our like map of our fortunes fortunes always hiding it's almost like there's a script writer for us and although the fortunes are usually negative I'm hoping in this case this case that is the story waiting to happen 88th minute 
it. Header at the header at the back where he dives in, gets kicked in the face as usual, lying <laughs> on the floor. Everyone's jumping on him. And then he comes around and, and oh, mate, it's making me emotional even talking about it. So let's yeah. just hope. I don't care who fucking scores the winner, to be honest. But I just think, <laughs> I just think that it's got that written in the, in the stars. And, oh, please, God, may it happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about positive energy in the run up to this final. And I think, mm. you know, positive energy can bring some good results. And I know that the fans are going to be all over it in the fan zone and in the stadium. And fuck me, West Ham fans around the world, wherever they're watching it, it's, uh, it's just so exciting. But we just want it so much, don't we? So much. Mm. So mm. give us your score prediction then for Wednesday night. Oh, I see. Parmy does think penalties, but in order to avoid. Any more anxiety piled on everyone else? I'm going to go for 2-1 West Ham, and I'm going to go with a Suchek 88th minute like goal to, to win it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 as well. So we're both mm. calling a win, and thank God if that is the case. Um, mm. But, you know, we talk about the allocation for this final, and it is scandalous because the stadium is far too small to host a European Cup final. But Prague itself is a lovely place to have it, isn't it? I mean, are you looking forward mm. to your time in the city? Oh, of course, mate. I mean, God knows how we're going to fit everything in, though, because, I mean, without mm. meaning to make you and I sound like the most social, um, uh, social most required social people out there, uh, socialites, whatever the word is, we've got quite a few people that we want to meet up with whilst we're out there proper lads, proper legends, proper people that we've met over the away days and since we've done this. So have got a, a long list of people to meet up with. Plus, we have to fit in a, a, a bus tour because I don't think you can go to Prague without a bus tour. Um, and then, mate, we've just got so much to do in such a short space of time. So, heaven forbid there's any flight delays, as I was discussing to you beforehand. Um, hopefully there'll be none of those. And then we can just get out there and really really sample it and you know if we if we win that game then then happy days mate like, I just literally can't put into words how much that will mean to to me to you to every West Ham fan out there because you know as a West Ham fan these moments don't come along very often as we know 43 years since we've won anything 2006 last like relevant cup final you know are oh, so big and I just I just just can't wait to get out there and just hope that we can do it mate and yeah Prague as a as a city is always somewhere I wanted to go I've like ticked off a proper lads tour this year with mm. Iron Appa Amsterdam and Prague free free yeah. and it's a, and then we're going to Australia as well so it's like a, it's like, it's like we're casting ourselves in an in-betweeners uh, film or something <laughs> but uh, you know I just uh, yeah I just I can't wait mate I just yeah banging for it and um, you know yeah just get me out there now yeah i've got high hopes for the bus tour actually i'm yes what was a bit of an anticlimactic bus tour in amsterdam i'm sure you are uh, yeah i'm not sure we were fully committed to that tour though like i felt mm. i felt that yes it wasn't the best tour but i think with all with amsterdam and all the, the distractions that are on offer in amsterdam <laughs> i'm not sure we went into that bus tour with our minds completely on the job I think we were we were focusing maybe on what was going to happen afterwards. So I think we need to block out the evening <laughs> events, focus purely on the bus tour and judge it as that. And that's the only fair way to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I know you like your history. And the yes, I love my history. Um, and I've stumbled across a few facts that I, I think are relatively interesting about Prague, if you're ready for them. Well, of course, man. Okay, mate. So it's home to the largest castle in the world. Hmm. 
first and foremost. Um, okay. Dr. Dr. Bollock there, actually. I should have um, written down the name of that, but I've just got the fact yeah. it's larger. I mean, I'll give you a clue. You probably won't be able to fucking miss it when you're there. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know what? Actually, Vladimir Schiffel on, on the West Ham official website today, I don't know if you saw it, and um, I'm I, I very much um, appreciative of him doing this, recommended for three sites that West Ham fans should visit um, whilst in Prague, kindly, and one of them, I think, was the castle, so... Yeah, okay, brilliant. Um, you'll like this one. Mm. There is a famous graffiti wall dedicated to John Lennon. Okay. Um, that would be good. a picture in front of that, mate. Yeah, you? yeah, I think I will. That'd be nice. I, I, like, I like a bit John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah. Prague is a place after my own heart, clearly, because apparently the locals drink more beer than any other country in the world, an average of 155 litres of beer per drinker per year. Wow. That's, That's incredible, you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you can make that. it is. Well, you do it in a month, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard that. I thought, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you showing off of about, you know? If you think you're hard, look what I can do. <laughs> um, and one more for you. Yeah, go on. Apparently, in the Second World War, Hitler actually wanted Prague to be preserved due to his respect for the architecture there. Well, that is interesting. And do you know what? Didn't we... Did we? No, I wasn't with you actually. Uh, this is a rogue. This is a rogue city tour I did in Oxford. I'll be honest with you. So I, I've got to confess to cheating on you with these city tours. I did actually do a city tour in Oxford, and interestingly, in Oxford, apparently Hitler agreed that. The, the um the German bombers wouldn't bomb Oxford and he wouldn't and we wouldn't bomb some place in Germany because we loved the architecture of both places so much so Hitler if, if only Hitler had was very like you know unpicky on what he liked as architecture then we might not have ever been bombed at this at this rate so uh, yeah no happy days well done Prague and um that was nice of Hitler wasn't it it was <laughs> people, yeah people say yeah. he was a bad bloke and all that I know I know, I know. it seems to me like it's good a bit of a raw deal when you hear stories like that. Um, but no, that was nice of him, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. fucking bell he was. But, um, right, okay. <laughs> I'd love that to be the description <laughs> in the history books. <laughs> All right, a bit of an understatement. I'll be hands up yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine writing that in your A-level history exam. So sum up your thoughts on Hitler. Well, he's a bit of a bell end, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, full yeah. marks. Well done, Dave Walker. <laughs> 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 one of these intellectual discussion yeah. groups like yeah. Bellend really wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. when, when, you, when, you, when you analyse both sides of the picture he was a bit of a Bellend <laughs> yeah. Hitler is a Bellend oh Hitler is God. a Bellend uh, do you remember when you were at school actually there used to be a song I kind of try to remember the words now but it was something like oh, I'm never going to get the words right on, on the spot but it was something like Hitler has only got one got ball, one ball the other is in the album Oh, is, oh no! See, I got Goering has two but small. Himmler has something similar, but poor old Joe Balls had no balls at all. Oh, I, I don't remember that last part. Yeah, it's um, all about the various German like hierarchy at the time. What was your one then? That was it. I mean, we didn't go well, that far. It was just 
Hitler has only oh. got one ball, the other is in the Albert Hall, and I think we stopped him oh. dead there. Well, that's the Hainault version, but if that's you went the Hainault to... version, yeah. 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 We don't fuck to... about, we just, we cut to the chase. <laughs> Give everyone the to... dialogue from the get-go, get in, get out, don't look back. That's, that's how we roll in Hainault. If you had a slightly um, more higher standard of education, you reached at least four <laughs> lyrics on that song. So, uh, four, 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 four. The problem is none of us could read in Hainault, so we just no, had to sure. sort of do it from memory of what we're told, and uh, thought, yeah. just a couple of sentences. Really, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought we'd be discussing Hitler on the West Highway podcast? I know. But, but I know. as you know, any think is possible <laughs> yeah oh god yeah you never know what to expect with this show that's for sure no. <laughs> um now x listen to me <clears throat> As oh, the, is... i know you won the football fantasy <laughs> the, uh, predictions league we did this last week you don't have to do it again <laughs> As i wasn't gonna mention it you shot yourself in the foot there go on this is a european cup final yeah. Right? So I really do think we both need to make more of an effort to speak the language. Should we find ourselves in conversation <laughs> with any of the locals? Okay? okay. So I have invited someone on the show to teach us some Czech. Okay. Um, now what's going to happen is he's going to read the sentence. You've got to repeat it back to him, and I will tell you what it translates to. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tommy, there. Uh, hello, that's time. Yes, I am here. Hello, eggs. Are you going to be nice to me this week? Mate, I just said you're going to score the winner in the final in your hometown. I don't think it gets more nicer than that, does it? Oh, that's so wonderful, eggs. <laughs> okay, uh, David, you want the first sentence, my ex? Yeah, yeah, whenever you're ready, mate. Okay. <laughs> it's just like some weird ventriloquist act. <laughs> Is he sitting on your lap? <laughs> right. so, some of these are going to be very useful, I think, okay. Okay? okay? Um and, and some are stating the obvious, but we've we've got to know them, and I think, you know, the locals will be impressed if uh, we swapped a bit of Cockney for some checks. So let's let's kick off with the first one, Tom, and you repeat this back to him, X, okay? Okay. <laughs> I can't even understand when he speaks English. Yeah, that that I've only given you the best <laughs> <few>, man. <laughs> Say it again, Thomas. Fucking hell. It's the one word at a time, okay? Right. Zapadne. Zapadne. Jinka. Jinka. Shoe. Shoe. Abrovska. Abrovska. Should there? Should there? Come there, Come there, Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not a bad effort, X. That translates into West Ham are massive everywhere we go. <laughs> Although you didn't say West Ham, so how's that possible? Because, to be fair, I thought it would say West Ham, but I think they've taken a translation of West being oh, a Czech word oh, and then Ham being a Czech word. Surely Thomas knows that, that a bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I, I really shouldn't have answered that for him, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I should let him speak for his uh, self. Um, okay, ready for the next one, Tom? Okay. This is, uh, you repeat after me, X, okay? It's a little bit shorter. Um, this is a, a mystery... Mystery. Evrope. <laughs> Evrope. Vime. Vime. Yetisme. Yetisme. Yep. And that translates to, and, and listen, it's a bit presumptuous, this. I mean, depending on, on how the night goes, we'll have to use this after the game, but that translates to champions of Europe, we know what we are. Right, okay. 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 Um, this one could stand us in good stead. Tom, when you ready? <clears throat> uh, Maz Krasne. Maz Krasnia. Pa Krasicek. 
Par crossy check. Yeah, that translates to you've got a lovely pair of tits. <laughs> um, this this next one, I think, is something that could be potentially invaluable to me. So I can see myself saying this one as opposed to you. Um, but repeat How do I get home? Uh, no, no, that is... <laughs> where where is X? I won't be able to talk English, let alone check. <laughs> where is X? <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Nibble is Yeah. So that translates to where is the nearest toilet because I'm banging trouble. <laughs> Surely you just need code red. That's that's what that... <laughs> well, just in case they haven't heard of the show before. Uh, you know, okay, fair enough. It makes more sense to be more descriptive and to the point, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, the last one. This is probably something that, that you would probably say, X, uh, oh, to, to any of the locals. So uh, when you're ready, Tom. Zem fadne nahovna. Zem fadne fahovna. Red providani. Red providani. Put bolavik. Vudbolovic. Vizledka. Vizledka. Yeah. So that translates into, I'm seriously shit at predicting football scores. <laughs> Does it actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, be- can't believe you sat there with Google Translate, cracking, <laughs> cracking up to yourself. Done, yeah. I can yeah. picture the scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to be a bit careful when I was translating. You got a lovely pair of tits with the wife around, I'll be honest. But, um... <laughs> I'm sure you know, I'm just understand that. Um, so, yeah, so that's what that last one changed up to. Uh, okay. so, so, on that note, thank you, Tom, for coming. Best of luck to you and the boys on Wednesday, okay? Yeah, then thank you for your support. The best hand. Okay, so that was Tom. <laughs> good, good speaking to him as always. He uh, seems in good spirits, actually. Um, so, <clears throat> that was the last translation. However, there are five lads that are far from shit at predicting football scores. I am, of course, talking about the top five in the West Ham Way Premier League predictions competition. It's time to announce who they are and what they've won. So I will say who they are and where they finished, X, and then I'll pass to you for the prizes, respectively, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in fifth place, with 3,983 points, is Harry Lyons. What's he won, next? He's won the Ginger event, um, which is a copy of uh, the James Collins' first ever event after he'd left West Ham, which we always give away as a third prize place, third place prize um, yep. in, in, our, in our monthly competitions. Two tickets to an event of his choice and free entry into next um, year's game. Good stuff. Well, in fourth place, we have at Hammer2090 with 3,991 points. And what has that person won? So he's won £25, two tickets to an event of his choice and free entry into next year's game. Good stuff. In third place, with 4,067 points, is a name that we'll be familiar with because he's a regular listener and questioner on the show. He's Billy Crover. Well done, Bill. You have won what, X? Well, in order to not be too repetitive, £50 and two <laughs> tickets to the next event of your choice and free entry into next year's game. Good stuff. Okay, so that's getting a bit tasty. The runner-up in this year's competition with 4,153 points is George Williams. Great effort, George. What's he won? He's won £100 and two tickets to um, the an event of his choice and free entry into next year's game. Fantastic. 
And this year's winner <clears throat> is a man who has quite simply blown this competition to pieces. He's an absolute machine. He has finished over 500 points in front of George in second place with a whopping 4,662 points. His name is Christopher Powell. Chris, I doth my hat to thee because that is unbelievable. And tell him what he's won, X. Well, that's not bad considering he's been uh, coaching England and Tottenham all season as well. So, <laughs> fair, fair, fair play to him. Price has um, got the time, really. Yeah, exactly. But he's won £250, a season ticket to next year's um, events, um, a signed shirt by a player of my choice, and uh, free entry into next year's game. Fantastic. Well, well done to the top five and well done to everyone that competed again this year. We look forward to doing it again next season, unless your ex is probably dreading it. <laughs> can um, I just say, could they, could all those, those five there just drop us a message on Patreon just so that we, um, we could get all their details to send the, the various things to? Yes, well said. Well, one thing that I know you are looking forward to, X, is the first ever West Ham Way evening event at the Quinters in Benfleet on Sunday yeah. night. Tell the listeners a little bit more about it. So, obviously, it's going to be quite um, result-dependent, um, the atmosphere, to be fair. Yeah. We have taken a bit of a gamble by doing it the Sunday, straight after the final. Um, but this coming Sunday um, at Le Quinces in Benfleet, we have not only one guest, not only two guests, but three guests in Martin Allen, Mad Dog, as you all know, Julian Dix and George Paris. Um, they'll be there. Tickets are cheap at £20 to non-patrons, 50 15, two patrons will have a, a raffle draw. Dave and I will be there. It should be a good event um, for everyone to attend. There's out, loads of parking. It's really easy to get to. So all you sort of hammers that struggle to get to the pre-match events because of you know maybe distance coming to the ground. Maybe you've got people you see before, commitments on the weekends and so on. This is your chance to experience one of our events. We've not anything before. It's a Sunday, you know, so... Hopefully there won't be too many commitments that day and you, you'll be able to get there and enjoy what hopefully will be a celebration party. Of course, if we lose, we can reminisce about times when we were a bit better, maybe, to try and console ourselves. But, uh, but um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a win and hopefully it'll be an amazing event to follow, a celebration of all that's happened in the in the previous week. Yeah, yeah, well said, mate. And uh, it's from 7 o'clock till 10. And, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but potentially a good Father's Day present uh, yeah. early doors with Father's Day being the following Sunday, uh, I believe. Oh, it's there or thereabouts anyway, just giving you food for thought. Right, okay, it's that time again. Okay, mate, going into what is our last competitive game of the season, what have you got for us? Right, so there's a few things. Um, the first is connected to the football director. Obviously, we're trying to appoint a football director to work alongside, um, director of football to work alongside Mark Noble. Mark Noble's not leaving the club. Um, he's, his role is as important now as it's ever been. And, you know, a lot of 
the academy and the turn in fortunes since well, say turn in fortunes you know haven't been dramatic turn of fortunes but certainly for the likes of Lucas Packetar and stuff has been accredited to Mark Noble so he's still got his role and nothing changes there they're looking for a football director at the moment the favourite appears to be Paul Mitchell who is a friend of Mark Noble's was the sporting director at Monaco um, football director at Monaco where he went Mark Noble spent some time with him they're good mates he's worked at a lot of a lot of top clubs bringing in a lot of players and interestingly at Monaco um, where he w- was most recently employed they have a few players like Brill Bolo, the Swiss forward and Axel de Sassi um, a centre back who we've been massively linked with recently as well so he's not confirmed the appointment but he is certainly one of the people that we've been talking to um, I've, my notes are all in a bit of a random order so I just have to apologise to um, the fans obviously for skipping between them but I was kind of writing them last night um, as, as I was thinking of things um, in terms of players being released um, we've talked about it on the podcast before but um, Jamal Baptiste is going to go in the summer now he recently did an interview with The Athletic where he talked about an ongoing injury problem that he's had and that um and that has been troubling him for a long time now this this is true he has had a serious injury which would have been very um disruptive for any young player um of course that is only one side of things it's true but there are other side two things it's not not for me to really say but obviously david moyes has said some comments and stuff and i just hope for jamal's sake he can get his fitness and his and, and all that goes with being a footballer in order and to actually push on and show the potential that he has got elsewhere because you know, he, he was very highly rated at the club but yeah unfortunately for various factors he's not been able to fulfill that potential another player who started with a lot of fans hype but it was someone that I always tried to dampen the expectations to of West Ham fans and because I was told through various coaches that he wasn't up to the standard that is required um, but obviously he scored goals for people for otherwise and that's Mipu or Debeku he's not going to remain at the club anymore he's had a couple of loan spells off um, to lower leagues and not really impressed and you know if you can't do it in the lower leagues as a forward then obviously you're going to struggle in the Premier league so he's probably going to go and at the moment Lanzini looks like he'll be on the move as well um, whilst it's not 100% decided it does appear that he, he is on, on his way as well um, in terms of players staying Cresswell, I, I don't know why the club haven't reported it yet but activated a, a year's extension in November I believe Fabianski achieved um, a number of milestones in terms of appearances um, and West Ham staying up to trigger a one year contract extension for him and Angelo Bonner, I believe he's going to be given another year as well to remain at the club. And I, I agree with all three. A lot of fans have been saying, oh, why are we signing them? We need pace. They're all past it. But I think Fabianski as a backup keeper is is perfect, you know, experienced, is a good lad. One year's contract's fine. Bonner has done a good job when called on this year. So again, his experience um, is invaluable. And the same for Cresswell. I'm not necessarily saying all three should be in the starting level but when it's a squad game um, then it's very very important and obviously the likes of um, Cresswell 
um, would count as a domestic um, player as well. So I think I mean, it's very important to get those three on contracts. Lanzini, I kind of understand the decision because his wages are quite high and he's not featured much this season. Um, but again, if the club was to give him a one-year deal, I can understand that too, but I think that's unlikely. Um, there's also a couple of youngsters in the under-18s um, who are due contract renewals and these players are still waiting for the club um, to to get back to them on that and the club has this situation which has been ongoing for a while since the days of Reese Oxford where we have an issue with paying academy players because we paid Reese Oxford 20 grand a week and then obviously he didn't live up to that potential we ended up selling him on and as a result we've been quite strict with what wages we offer young players, hence why Jeremy Ngakia, Sonny, per- Sonny Perkins and Harrison Ashby all left West Ham because they were able to get bigger contracts elsewhere um, uh, and uh, a significantly bigger West Ham like to sa- stick to a wage structure which Declan was on. You know, Declan was earning three, four grand a week at one point when he was playing for West Ham. Connor Coventry would be the same. But some of these players have also wanted to, um, you know, believe that they uh, they should be getting more. So we've got to be careful what happens with some of these under eighteen stars. Hopefully they'll get tied down to longer term deals soon. But it'd be interesting to see how the club approaches that. They've got to say issue with um, uh, Ben Johnson. Now, obviously, Ben Johnson's form hasn't been um, as good this season, but he's he is under the impression with his agent's suggestion that he should be earning a first-team wage, a first-team squad, like, you know, a decent wage. So we're talking, you know, 30, 40 grand, that sort of bracket, whereas we believe, obviously, he's still on a, an early stage of his career bracket. So we've got a bit of an issue with Ben Johnson's future as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Gerard Bowen's contract is um, only a few years off as well. So the club hope on the back of the European success to tie him down to a new deal. And I think negotiations will start pretty promptly after Wednesday to try and get that done um in terms of uh Declan now I've put a lot of this on on updates on Patreon now with this situation <clears throat> he's fully focused on West Ham on Wednesday nothing has happened um in terms of his move to these clubs Arsenal Bayern Munich Man City Man United because he's focused on Wednesday even after that you've got the England games the the, the qualification games so his mind is going to be on those no club would would try and sign a player until all these games are done and dusted in case you know heaven forbid he picks up an injury or something so the negotiations won't start till then so in order to manage the news that you are receiving on Declan Rice, and I'm talking to West Ham fans as general, understand that nothing will happen before then. So all this talk that comes out of certain ITKs or or um, newspapers or whatever, Declan's agreed to join Bayern Munich. He's agreed to join Arsenal. It's just not true. It really, really isn't. Um, it, it's, it's selling columns. And the problem is because he's such a big name and you've got, Arsenal, Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Manchester City, four massive clubs there that are on social media. Um, if you put any story out about them, it goes viral. So this is what these people do. They don't care 
necessarily whether it's accurate or not. They just care about getting hits to their website for ad revenue. And so my advice to West Ham fans would be to just not pay any attention to it for a while. This transfer could drag on for a lot of the summer when you've got so many clubs involved and big-name players in those clubs. He could even return to West Ham as a player before he's sold, as in the pre-season's over and he's back training with West Ham before he moves on. You know, that it could take a while. It's not going to be done in a few days, particularly before West Ham have even finished playing their season. And hopefully no club would be that disrespectful to put in an offer for the club captain on the eve of our biggest game in a long time when it's not going to make a difference to them because obviously they're going to they've finished their games for the season and they can't play him anyway even if they haven't like Man City so all this talking is just rubbish listen this is the situation Arsenal and Bayern Munich and Manchester City have registered an interest in the player okay the player has uh, through his agent, which is his dad and his brothers and stuff, they have had preliminary discussions. That's not tapping up. This happens with everyone. Um, but this is look, this is like uh, you know a, a while ago. This is not on the eve of one of his biggest games. So they know of their interest. Manchester United are expected to make a move as well. It will then be up to Declan where he decides to go. He doesn't want to move abroad. I, I'm pretty certain of that. He wants to remain in the UK uh, or in England, to be precise. Unless, unless by Munich comeback or a Spanish team and offer a ridiculous amount of money for him. He's likely to stay in England. And then that puts it down to the three clubs I've mentioned. Now, Arsenal have apparently been very impressive. At the moment, if I was to predict well here where he'll end up, it was Arsenal. But that is a prediction. That is a prediction based upon, you know, some knowledge, but also gut feelings and stuff. But of course, this doesn't include Manchester United or Manchester City firming up their offers to too much so you know if they come in and offer all sorts of things he might go there but as I say nothing is decided at the moment Declan Rice's focus is on Wednesday and I can't I know I've written a few articles about it but that's mainly to deny all the talk about him talking to these clubs I can't believe it's so many um, people West Ham sites are giving it so much traction on the eve of a, of, a, of, a, of a massive game now I promise you I promise you without saying too much here you know we've known Declan a long time uh, I've got good sources in the club. You, people wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they didn't think so. Any news that happens with Declan will come on on our Patreon. That's the only place you need to rely on. I'm not trying to big myself up or big up the Patreon. It's just factual. If you want factual Declan Rice news, stick to the Patreon and you won't go far wrong. If you start believing all the other stuff out there, then then a lot of it isn't isn't true. So just stick with us and then you'll get the accurate story as to what's happening with him. West Ham have looked at replacements already for Declan Rice. I've talked about a few in the past. There's a new one that's came into the mix. Out of respect for the club, I'm not going to name him because the negotiations are still ongoing and um, they don't want to maybe, you know, draw too much attention to it. All I will say is that he is a defensive midfielder. He's South American and he plays in Europe um, and, he, and it's not necessarily one of the top um, leagues in Europe either, he's, but he's very... Um, as in Spain or Germany. And I'll leave it up to the others to decide what leagues are big. But I'd say Spain and Germany are probably the biggest leagues now. Um, and it's neither of those. And he, um, he is a, he is a very highly rated player. He's had a lot of interest from English clubs before. Um, and I think West Ham are looking, um, to try and do a deal there. But again, 
<clears throat> it's all hypothetical because we don't even know who the manager is. We don't know who the sporting director is. We don't know whether we've won Europe or not. Or we'll see if we're in Europe next season. That's going to be a massive lure. So it's all it's all speculation at the moment, as I keep saying. Nothing is concrete, but it does appear that West Ham are doing their early work to prepare for a replacement. Um, there's talk that we've looked at a guy in Chile called Dario Rosario. Um, this is probably someone that we've been offered to by agents, but someone that we're considering but certainly he isn't um, isn't going to replace him for Declan. They're completely different players, but the club has got a, a strategic plan in place if Declan does go. Another player that we have watched is Amand Diallo, um, who is a Manchester United forward on loan at Sunderland, and he's not to be confused with Habib Diallo, who plays for Strasbourg, who's another player that we've watched. So two Diallos there that we have looked at as well for attacking positions. Of course, the Ward-Prowse interest is still there. It's been there since last year. He was one of David Moyes' preferred signings last year, but Southampton asked too much for him. But obviously now they've been relegated. <clears throat> His value's gone down somewhat, and I think he's actually said he wants to leave now. So so Ward-Prowse is still on the um, horizon. Tammy Abraham was someone that we were potentially looking at as a forward. Unfortunately, according to reports, he'd done his um, cruciate knee ligament in Roma's last game, so might be out to January, February, which I think would rule out any potential move for him. Um, in terms of pre-season fixtures, people have been asking me what, who we're playing. Of course, we've got the Australian tour booked up. There'll be a couple of local, lower league, um, away fixtures. You know, it's the likes that we've done before, like culture. I don't know these teams specifically, but examples of Colchester, um, you know, Wickham, uh, Ipswich, those sorts of sides that are reason South End, reasonably local, um, and um, uh, they'll be the ones. And then there'll be um, a Betway um, trophy one as the last one before we kick off the seat. The season um, in uh, in August, um, in terms of a tour of the uh, not a tour of uh, trophy parade apparently and I'm not have this 100% confirmed apparently it will take place on Thursday the day after which is a little bit shocking because most of us will still be in Prague um, so hopefully what I've heard is not true on that one um, that was just that's not been confirmed by anyone in the club that's just rumours I've heard on social media um, so we shall see with that it looks like um, the stuff I told you about playing in the third kit is true for the final because the club have now released the third kit again £80 now in the shops but it says Europa Conference League final on it in embroidered letters so it will be that third shirt there is talk that we might change into the home shirt to lift the trophy if we do, but um, we will be starting off in the third shirt. Congratulations to Callum Marshall and Patrick Kelly, who look like they've played their way into the senior Northern Irish team, as we exclusively revealed on Patreon this week. Um, so congrats to them based upon their under-18 season. Um, and I think that's about it, mate. In terms of injuries, I don't, I'm not aware of anything. I know that um, Maxwell Cornet picked up a slight eye injury last week but I haven't heard that that's going to rule him out of anything I mean it's a pretty much full squad um, for the um, game next week but of course we'll hopefully be the um, exclusive place to get your team news and hopefully for the final time this season I'll give you the team before anyone else as we have done every single week of the season so 
far. Um, so yeah, that concludes it. Patreon will be the place for all news in, in the summer, plus all the other features that we have. None of them are going away, apart from maybe the pre-match of the oppositional analysis, because we won't have any opposition to analyse, but um, and most other features will still be there. So we look forward to um, engaging with everyone over the summer as well. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, now the Premier League season's done and we've just got one more game left. It's a pretty big game, actually, on Wednesday. Um, I just want to take this chance to congratulate you, mate, because I know how hard you work to give West Ham fans the information that you give them. And whether you're talking about immaculate team news week in, week out, staff appointments, staff departures, kit releases, academy prospects, injury news, you name it, you've absolutely smashed it again. And, um, you know, of course, now going into a transfer window, there's only one man to listen to. But should he not be available, give X a chance because you do sometimes (laughs) get it right. Um, But no, mate, honestly, you've done fantastically well and and it just gives real value to uh, anyone that signs up to Patreon because there is only one place to get accurate news and that is from this man here so well done mate it's been a good season thank you oh sorry mate one more thing before i go david Moyes' future of course it's undecided at the moment when there's a massive game for it interestingly um tottenham looks as appoints postalugu as their manager i said that really quickly in the hope it was right um they um, <laughs> they looked at they looked set to appoint him which means the celtic job is available so if ever there was a sort of perfect job for david Moyes to walk into after leaving west ham <coughs> that'll be the one where he started his career back in scotland and also a nice way i would think to sort of wrap up your career because let's be honest there's a two-league race in scotland um so it's not as stressful as working in Sorry, two team race in Scotland. It's not a stress. Was working in England um, under the pressures he is with with West Ham. Whether he'll want to walk away or not, I don't know. He's given a press conference to suggest that he's happy at West Ham and he loves it here. Um, I think the board would keep him on if. If we win the trophy, if we lose the trophy, I'm not sure. And I think that will go down to discussions with him and David Sullivan. Um, but, but it's obviously Wednesday is just so crucial to the whole process. And again, as I said, we'll keep you up to date here with any developments on his, his future when we have it. Good stuff. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If anyone has found Dave Walker, could you please return him to his seat? Thank you. Welcome back to the final part of the show, where, as always, you've been good enough to send your questions in and X has selected something to read out. 
So this first one's from David Lawson, and he said, "Hi guys, big wish, big week ahead. The genie grants you a wish. You can only choose one option: West Ham win the Europa Conference League, or Declan signs a new six-year deal." <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 do you know what? I think you've got to go with the conference win. I really do, because if Deck stays, there's no guarantees that we'll win a trophy. And I'm just so desperate, like every other West Ham fan is, to see us win a trophy in our lifetimes. So as much as I love the idea of Deck staying for another six years, um, I just think this is just a massive, massive, massive opportunity for us that we might not, we might not get again. Um, so I think I would... I'm probably making it sound like a really easy decision. It's it's not because of how much I value Declan Rice, but I do think I'd go with a Conference League win. Yeah, I, I find it really hard to decide this one because obviously I made it very clear how much I value Declan not just as a player but as a person. So for having him playing for West Ham, I'm so I love and I'm so proud of the fact that he does. On the flip side, I've 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 supported this club way before Declan Rice was even born, um, let alone played for this club. So West Ham is 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 my life, um, and has been ever since I can remember really. Um, so to turn down the chance to see a trophy win, which I've never seen yet, for for one player does seem like the wrong thing. You know, if you could guarantee that Declan stayed six years and we won a trophy, then obviously it's a no-brainer. You'd keep Declan um, and and, um, and hopefully see a trophy then. But there's no guarantee with West Ham. And, you know, we, str- we struggled against relegation this season um, with Declan in the team. So who knows what the future could hold with him. So, yeah, I think I would take as much as I hate the thought of Declan leaving. And every time I think about it, I hate it. I think mm. I would still take the trophy win just for those memories. If I die on Thursday, at least I'll be able to say I saw West Ham win a trophy and my kids and grandkids will know I was at a final where West Ham won a trophy, whereas knowing I had a season ticket for six years of Deccan, more of Deccan Rice doesn't have the same um, wow factor, does it? No, no. I mean, you wouldn't be saying anything because you'd be dead, but I do know what you mean. Yeah, true, true, true. And do you know what? You know, every single West Ham fan on the planet will echo what you said about the devastation of losing Declan Rice. And I think we're all resigned to the fact it's going to happen. However, with the greatest of respect, no player is bigger than the club. They never have been and never will be. And I think whilst it's going to be a massive loss not having Deck at West Ham, if, and it's a big if, if we get the recruitment right in the summer... It might not be the end of the world, you know? It might not be. We've got to recruit and recruit well. That is so important because West Ham won't be able to attract another Declan Rice, in my opinion. But if we use the money wisely and we get as near as Damier and we can maybe nick two or three players with that fee we receive from Declan, then, you know, we could still be looking at a positive future on the back of winning the European trophy, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah, definitely, mate. I think, um, yeah, I think you got it spot on there. It's just a real difficult one because, as you say, no one wants to see Declan leave, but um, it's the it's the trophy, isn't it? We're, we're starved of that as West Ham fans. Yeah. So, uh, it's just to take a trophy win would be would be so good. And and as you say, you never know if we win this trophy, it could 
maybe help install winning mentality uh, within the team and then yeah. kick on to win more trophies. So, mm. yeah, I think you have to go with that one. Um, Greg Staples, Highlands, if Bayern offered £80 million for Rice and Arsenal offered £110 million for Rice, would you take the lower offer just so Rice would not move to another Premier League club but would take £30 million off our transfer budget or would you want the highest possible transfer fee and suffer him staying in the Premier League? Cheers, lads, for the great content this season. Do you know what? That's a bloody hard question there. And I'll tell you why. You know, I've, I've got some very good friends that are Arsenal fans and uh, and they're licking their lips to see if uh, they're going to get Declan Rice. And I, I just the smugness behind them and all the other Arsenal fans, who in my opinion are a shit fan base, by the way, I don't deserve a Declan Rice. Um, I, I, I would struggle with that. I would really, really, really much rather he played outside of the country. I really would. But then it's head over heart again, isn't it? You know, it's my head says an extra thirty million pound um, would go a long way. Mm. So, I, I, oh, I don't know. You know, I feel but then, more. But then eighty million ain't exactly side for change, is it? So no, that's I, a tough I, one there. What are you thinking? I feel more certain on my answer than, than you yeah. seem to be. Yeah, I'd take him going to Bayern Munich and much more over going to Arsenal because, yeah. because you'd lose the 30 mil. I'd lose the 30 million because you can't guarantee that's going to sign you anyone decent anyway. I'd much rather, mm. I'd much rather he played for Bayern Munich. I can support Bayern Munich as my sort of Champions League German team. I've always had a I would say soft spot Milan's my foreign team, but like if I was to pick a team in Germany, mainly because I love the city so much and a uh, uh, an ex girlfriend of mine used to live in Munich. So I've been there quite a few times. I um I would um I would love to him to play for Munich so I could support Munich and maybe even go out and watch the odd game of his for Munich. So I'd much rather that if he plays for Arsenal, given the fact that I grew up and like you said, so many of my mates are Arsenal fans. I'd, yeah, I'd much rather he played for a club that my mates didn't support. Yeah, I mean, look, whilst I think, you know, West Ham are not exactly cash rich and a lot of our budget going into this window, I'm assuming is going to be on player sales. Um, I, you know, I do think that 30 million to us rather than 80, so it'd be 110 rather than 80, could go a long way, which is why I'm stalling a little bit. But I I do think I'm going to go with you on this. I mean, look, fuck it, ain't my money, is it? So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Let's get into Munich for eighty. I think I'd take that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so this is Wes Nelson. Hello, guys. After hearing the comments made by Macau Antonio this week, would you try and sell him in the summer? My personal view is that I would sell him because he clearly doesn't respect the club, the manager, and some of his teammates. If he's willing to throw them under the bus like this, and timing couldn't be worse, he's been a great player for the club, but it's time to move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of wasn't going to go there with this because, you know, it, it is a negative subject, really, because mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking disgrace that Antonio's allowed to do these public podcasts and potentially get lured into saying something that's going to cause friction at the club or embarrassment at the club in the run-up to a European Cup final. I mean, it blows my mind, and we've covered this before. You know, there are sanctions on current players coming on our show when we'll do nothing but look after the players, even show the club the questions beforehand, give them editing rights after, before it actually gets published. But we get the door closed in our face. Yet Antonio goes on this random podcast with a load of idiots, and he gets sort of coaxed into a subject that he shouldn't be talking about. Um, And actually, ironically, 
I, I thought it was disrespectful to the manager. I think when it comes to Skamaka, mm-hmm. when you look at his comments, I actually think he's very complimentary about Skamaka and echoes what I feel about him. I think if we lose him in the summer, we're going to lose a very good player who I think will go on and do very well elsewhere. But, you know, he alluded to the fact that that's going to happen because essentially, he didn't use his words, but essentially West Ham and David Moyes can't play and can't get this group of players playing attacking, expansive, creative football. He tried it and fouled. So we've gone back to a a defensive counter-attacking style. That's essentially what he said. Now, I agree with him, right? But it's, it's, it's... absolutely ludicrous that he should be allowed to say that public. And if I was David Moyes, I would have the right hump with him for that. I'd have the right hump. And in terms of Mickey, yeah, look, he's he's been brilliant servant for West Ham. He really has, but he's not getting any younger. And with age, um, he's going to lose some of his pace as well. I mean, he's he's not the the world's fittest player. So that isn't going to get any easier. I would like really to bring in a Tammy Abrahams, Ollie Watkins, or Ivan Tony type player to, to be our go-to number nine. Uh, and I would potentially look to move him on if a player like that was available, yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said, it was, I was torn whether to put these in or not. Um, because I... I felt like you said it's something even a very positive thing, but it was because we were in West Ham, topical show, it is topical because it happened in the week, so I decided to put it in, but I agree with what you say. I I can't believe he's allowed. In the club's defence, I think if we was to approach a current player now, they would probably be more willing. I think the current media team are a lot more accommodating than previous media teams and a lot more, they've got a lot better people skills that perhaps the previous teams had had. So I'd like to think we might get a bit more leeway this time, although I can't prove it either way at this point. But the problem they'd have is that they'd have to, if they gave someone to us, they'd probably have to give one to Harris Chat and West Ham Fan TV and Clarence and Hugh and everyone else. Mm. Um, so they have got a difficult situation. I do I do understand that. Um, but uh, on, the, on the flip side, it, it, I don't understand why they would allow these podcasts when when you know that these podcasts, in order to generate interest in them, have to have controversial comments. If Antonio was yeah. sing, uh, speaking positive the whole time, yeah, Scarrick is amazing, he's a great forward, he's just been unlucky of injuries. Yeah, David Moyes is the best manager I've had at West Ham. He's, he's done brilliant, we're in the Conference League final. Yeah, I'm loving life, blah, 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 blah. Then it wouldn't make headlines. But because he said yeah. what he said, and it, the questions would have been steered to make him say something controversial, and he would have been goaded. And I'm Unfortunately, I don't believe Mikel Antonio is astute enough to realise what he should be saying, what he shouldn't be saying, and therefore he's gonna he's gonna slip up as he did on the eve of, of our biggest ever game. Um, certainly mm-hmm. in his career, uh, that's for sure. Um, and mm-hmm. and I think it was stupid. And I, if I was Moyes, which I think he kind of hinted at in his press conference, if I was the club, I'd be very annoyed with Antonio for doing these things. And so mm-hmm. I don't know when that podcast was recorded. I'm going to give Antonio the benefit of doubt that it was recorded maybe three or four weeks ago and not recorded the day before it went out on the eve of the of the final. But either way, it, um, it's not acceptable. And I would be saying... For as a club rule from next season onwards, that none of these players, don't matter who you are, do interviews with any podcasts. Full yeah, stop. Well, I, I totally agree. And the thing is, 
you know, given some of the, the PR car crashes that we've had at this football club in the past, um, the majority of which have come from the owners, which, to be fair, has got a lot better in recent years, I think, in their, in their defence. I think they've learnt the error of their ways. Um, surely a, a, a sort of, I don't know, an approach to something like this would either be you're not going on it, or if he goes on it, we want to hear this interview before it goes out. And that's the condition. Because we get the legal team, PR team to have a look at it. And if there's anything that, that we think could bring the club into disrepute or cause an issue within the club, then that part has to be taken out. And then <sighs> the show can get released. If, if you know, it, they're hell-bent on the fact that it has to go out. I, I think it's ridiculous he's doing podcasts. I really do. Um, but I can't believe that that kind of policy isn't put in place, where they get yeah. kind of editorial rights before it gets published. Because... Yeah. You know, it's surely, in retrospect, you know, if someone would have said to Antonio, right, we've looked at it, Mickey, and, and, and we don't think that, that what you said there is, is going to go down very well, you know, I, I, it shocks me, really, even if you're Antonio. If I was Antonio and I'd have done that interview, I would have spoken to the boys after, and I said, you know what, lads, thinking about it, I think we should probably cut that about what I said about David Moyes. I don't think it's going to go yeah. down too well. Mm. I was, I, and that surprises me that he off his own back didn't do it. Mm. And I, I just, honestly, mate, I'm I'm just in shock that, that it's been allowed to happen. And I think I, I wince when I see that a West Ham player has done a neutral podcast because I just think, fuck me, what what, what are they going to say this time? You know? Yeah, and then run like... up to such a big game as well. I just, I was so disappointed. John Spence uh, when, not if, but when we win Wednesday, I've already mm. answered this about the parade. When will it be? I think it's actually Thursday. I think it goes from Newham Town Hall to the stadium or vice versa. I'm not sure, but I don't know. And these plans, as always, are a bit hazy and they're going to depend on police and closing roads and all mm. sorts. So I think you just have to watch this space with, with that one. Um, Tom Harry mentions Jamal Baptiste and says, having seen the um, athletic article, do you feel a bit more sorry for him than previously? Um, as I mentioned in my section, yes, I've always known he's had these injury issues and that in any injury for a young player or any player can put you in a dark place at times. So I do feel for him. Um, but obviously when you do an interview like that, you only put one side of the story, don't you? Now I'm not saying the other side is... Horrific, but obviously for David Moyes to feel he had to come out and talk about it, then there probably is a bit more on the other side. But as I said, we wish Jamal Baptiste all the best um, for his future career, and I really, really do hope he goes on to be a top, top player. Um, uh, Stuart Kipling mentions the Ben Fleet event, and he says, any more Essex dates planned for the future? Um, no, I think we're just taking it one event at a time at the moment. The only plans that we've got is that there will be plans, but we just don't we just don't know. We want to see how this one goes. I mean, like X said earlier, you know, we've taken a bit of a pump with this, really, because there was a bit of a cock-up, really, on the venue side in terms of the venue change date. Uh, sorry, not venue change, the change of date, um, which then had to go back a week um, or two. And um, it's caused a bit of an issue in terms of there's quite a few people that couldn't make the, the new date. So, uh, you know, we are going to sort of judge it, look at it, look at the success of it, see if there's a need for it, um, and then we'll go from there. But, yeah, so close to the final uh, and the change of date hasn't given us the best start, but we'll see how we go on Sunday. But we definitely do have the ambition, yeah, to, to not just go around Essex, but counties as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is from Andy, and he said, Hi, guys. If you were to bump into Tony Cotty again, would you say hello or save yourself the embarrassment <laughs> of him not having a clue who you are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I think for pure comedy value, we've got to go and have a chat with him and, and, and see what he's like and see if he does recognise us. I mean, to be fair to him, when he sent me the column to publish, he did say, uh, if you see me in Prague, Dave, please do come and say hello. Now, he didn't he didn't mention you. I don't know if he knows who you are, Rex, to be honest, but he did say that to me. So he's it's warm so enough stupid to set we up have, the scene. We, we have WhatsApp conversations <laughs> and stuff like, you know. So he, does know. Know, he knows I exist, but I don't yeah. think he knows in what form, so to speak. <laughs> Even though he's met me at events many, many yeah. times. Like. Yeah, I know. It is it is a funny, funny situation. I, I just find it hilarious, you know. And uh, if I do see him, I'm definitely going to see if I can give him some facts about Prague as well. And he's having him if he wants them or not. But I think he's going to try and avoid that like the plague, to be fair. But uh, no, I think it's, it's a good bit of banter, really. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He is out there. I think he goes to most of them, if not all of them, actually, because as we all know, he's a West Ham fan. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get a beer with him. But no, he's he's top man TC. But I, I do find uh, the the whole dynamic between the three of us really funny. It's funny, and also we see that Ian Bishop's over. He's travelling over. I saw today from <coughs> somewhere in America, flying to England, going to Prague to watch West Ham in the final on Wednesday, and then flying to Istanbul for the final to watch Manchester City on Saturday. Is he really? Wow. Yeah, obviously, it's two clubs, and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought so he should be there as well. I think there'll be other players. I have heard talk that um, a few players like Dawson um, and Snodgrass and like that will be going out to, to, um, to the game as well, but I haven't actually got confirmation on that, so I need to check that out. But it can be quite funny if we bump into them and uh, the many other people. I know there's a lot of academy players going out there as well, so there should be ex-West Ham players. George Dobson is out there. Um, you know, top lad George, um, he'll be there, Charlton's captain now. So there's loads of ex-West Ham players out there, so it's be a massive event. Um, so well, Just quickly, I'd love to know, like if we said to Bish, and obviously we wouldn't do this publicly, but if we said to Bish, only one team can win the trophy that you're going to see, yeah, yeah. West Ham or Man City, what would you choose? Because obviously Champions League is a bigger competition, but Man City are, are winning trophies for fun these days, and they'll probably win the Champions League if they don't this year, uh, mm. in years to come. Um, but obviously with West Ham in a lesser competition, it's still a trophy, and it's a trophy that we haven't had in the cabinet for 43 years. So I'd be interested to know, because obviously emotion's going to play a big part in it as well. But uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to ask him that. I'm sure yeah. he wouldn't answer, but I'd love to ask him it. Yeah, definitely. So this is from Mark Scott Dennis. Hi, David X. If you could um, choose a player to get the winner in the Euro Conference League final, who would you pick and why? Uh, that's another great question that, you know. Um... Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, one player I would love to score the winner would be Flynn Downs if he gets a chance yeah. to be on the pitch, purely because he's a West Ham fan. And can mm. you imagine what that would mean to him and his family? Yeah. Uh, I'd love Jarrah to score it because I think he's a he's a great lad and a consummate professional. Obviously, we had Danny Dyer on the podcast and what he was saying about, you know, how Jarrah looks after himself, how much he loves the club, he's committed. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think it'd be great if he did. You could argue Deck scoring a winning goal to then sign off in the best possible way to then lift the trophy as well. That'd be a great story. But collectively, collectively, I think if I had a magic wand, I would want one of our own to score the winner. 
So I'm going to go with Flynn Downs. Yeah, I'm really torn. I think the point you make there about Finn's a good one. I think Declan Rice, like you said, signing off with that and lifting the trophy <coughs> would be a phenomenal end to his legacy. So I think I think I air with that. But then a few other players, as I said, like Thomas Suchet, I, I really, despite what people think about me and him, I would really, <laughs> I would, I would really, really love for his sake for him to get that winner yeah. in his hometown. I say he's uh, such a lovely lad and. You know, he's, he, as much as his performances frustrate me at times, he clearly does care and love West Ham and stuff. So I would love him to get the winner. I, I'd quite like Aaron Cresswell, you know, a freak it after all the shit he took for yes. the semi final yeah. last year. I mean, it'd be brilliant if he could curl a free kick into the top corner in the last minute. That'd be amazing um, for him. Uh, I think it'd be good for Pakita. You know, just to be that the star boy and star boy comes good and wins the game with a, a super goal. But yeah, I think if I had to pick, I think I'd go with Declan. Just I think it'd be a great way for him to end what is an amazing time at West Ham. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I would take it going in off one of their defenders' asses, though. To be yeah, fair, true, but, true, um, true. Yeah, it's a good, good question though. Yeah, definitely. So three more questions, and they're all quite quick. Ian Deacon, hi, David X. Listener since pre-patron era, still loving the show. With just over eight weeks between the conference final and the start of the season. Is this an easier summer of content? Surely Jimmy, Jimmy Walker's 50th should provide enough material for at least two podcasts, and that is the stuff you can broadcast, followed by the Aussie trip and the rest of the pre-season. Yeah, well, we've got an invitation to his party as well. I think yeah, we? so. The um, only that, thing is, I night. think it. I think. I think I need to check this. It might clash in Australia. Oh shit! Oh, that'd be a shame. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be a shame. But no, you're quite right. I mean, you know, you've got the Australia event that we're very much looking forward to, or two events, shall I say, in Australia. So that's going to be a good crack. Um. And then you know, this is obviously a massively busy time for X and us West Ham fans listening to what X has to say because. You know, it's not going to be a dull moment, I don't think. You've, you've got potentially big players leaving West Ham, um, and notably Declan Rice and Skamaka. And then it's the it's the whole question mark over who are we going to be bringing in? So I think there's going to be a lot of exciting discussions around that period. Um, but yeah, we, we always make it work. It, it can be quite challenging to not have a game to reflect on in the first section of the show, but we always end up talking some sort of bollocks X and making it work. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting summer. And, and like you said, there's not a great deal of time between um, the final and the start of the season. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think with with what's happening, we there's just going to be so much to talk about with West Ham, and you know I've had offers to go and do stuff for other websites. I've had offers to do stuff for a radio station um, to do with transfers, and we're not doing that. So everything that will be relevant to West Ham will be on our Patreon. And as you say, you've got Australia, we've got Jimmy Walker's 50th. There's so much that will happen over the summer that I think it'll be um, a really fun time, particularly if West Ham have won a trophy, to so just yeah. to enjoy the content over over the summer. So for an ultimate question, Peter Jones, do you know why Perth was chosen for the pre-season tour, given the Brisbane one was first postponed for a year and then cancelled because of COVID a couple of years back, leaving lots of disappointed fans in Brisbane? Couldn't mm. they ever revive that if they're coming all the way to Australia instead of choosing the other side of the country. Mm, yeah. I mean, do you know any inside knowledge on that? Because it's a fair point, isn't it? 
Well, I think, and, I, and I'm just afraid I meant to do this before I um, before I did the show, knowing that that question's coming up. But I think what what the main thing is is the um, the World Cup, uh, the Women's World Cup is in Australia, um, and it's on that um, western side of Australia. Um, right. So it's on it's in um, all the all like so it's in Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, you know, all those. Um, uh, places that are on that side, and and it kicks off on the twentieth of July. Now, in order to get um to get the preseason tour in, obviously you need to give um the players of West Ham a big enough break um to um have a preseason um uh, to have a break and then have preseason. So it need the earliest they could do really was the sort of the th- the thirteenth, fourteenth. And so those dates of July, which are just before the World Cup, so you you wouldn't be able to risk damaging the pitches, damaging the trials of the stadiums, damaging the sort of you know security aspects of things prior before a big event. I mean, the Women's World Cup now is absolutely huge. Um, so I don't think they wanted that disruption. West Ham wanted to go to Australia. Um, obviously, they were due to go to the the eastern side of Australia, but um, it did get cancelled to COVID. But they, the only option this summer was the western side, and um, I think with Perth, they had a good um, deal put on with Perth Glory, and obviously Spurs were involved as well. So I think it's mainly the Women's World Cup that has made that that decision for. Well, West Ham, I mean, I do agree. I mean, ideally, no disrespect to Perth. You know, Dave and I are really excited about going to Perth. It'll be amazing to experience it. Ideally, I think if you go to Australia, you've never been before. You kind of want to be on that eastern side where you can maybe go to Melbourne and Brisbane and a few <coughs> of the other places on that side. But um, still going to be amazing in Perth and um, can't wait to get out there. Ticket sales have gone really well. So if you want to get involved, you should really think about getting tickets soon. We've got guaranteed players there. Carlton Cole should be there, as should another ambassador that has yet to be confirmed, but he should be there. Chris Coyne, um, Richard Garcia, Stan Lazaridis, um, Dave Walker. You know, what more do you want? Um, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, people will get involved and get those tickets um, signed up soon because they are starting to go um, to almost sold out now and um, finally this is from um, Jack Webster and he said hi chaps as ever thank you for all you do always an absolute godsend that you distribute the podcast on a Monday brings a much more positive start to the week cannot wait for Prague I don't know how you're feeling but the pre-match nerves have been worsened by the day for me my question Mm. is Instead of a burger review in Prague, is there any chance Dave can deliver a potato salad review in the voice of Thomas Suchek? <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting a bit worried about what he was going to ask me to review there for a minute. Um, yeah, I think that's a great idea, to be fair. And I, do you know what? I, I love potato salad. I genuinely love it. So I've probably got a half-decent idea as to what constitutes a good potato salad. So, you know, we're ticking a lot of boxes here, Rex, and I, I think, you know, possibly we should look to make that happen. I think it has to, mate. I think it'd be really rude not to. I think whilst whilst we're in Prague, but such as how popular the feature is, there's so much potential for you to do suit checks everywhere, like on the bus tour, <laughs> on the on the restaurants, <laughs> interviewing fellow fans. You know, I think oh, I think you, I think li- I think literally for the three days you have to be Thomas Suchek 
Like literally, <laughs> da- literally, da- Dave Walker doesn't exist. You are Thomas Suchek. Yeah, can you days. actually imagine that? Like that, like the rule would be as soon as the the the, the plane leaves the runway in Stansted. <laughs> yeah. Then I have to like everything. Like if I if I want to yeah. want to speak to the air hostess, you know, I can have a glass of water, please. And then is it too late to go to the toilet? And I can only do my voice once the wheels of that plane touch down back in Stansted on Thursday. I oh, actually, can you actually imagine that? I've had a really sore throat and a cough for the last week or so, and I literally feel I wouldn't be able to breathe. By the end of it, I've been laughing so much. I literally don't think it's healthy for me. If you think that the whole the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do, but I do think it has to come out regularly. And actually, I do think because it's such a monumentous occasion that we go into <laughs> European final, that both of us should make a conscious effort as to try and record more content while we're out there because we're very yeah. lucky that we are you know i know a lot of fans are going out there without match tickets but we are very lucky that we are out there we are going to the game so i think we should not rub it in other people's faces that's not what i mean but we should record content to try and make people feel as a part of it as um we can do that for those that have um unfortunately missed out yeah, yeah, well said, mate, well said. And like I say, whether you're fortunate enough to be one of the 5,000 or whatever it is that's going to be in the stadium or watching it in a a, a fan zone park or down the pub or at home, it means as much to anyone, wherever you are. It's such a massive, monumental occasion. Um, and I, I'm, I'm buzzing, but again, like I said earlier, it's... Uh, yeah, the pre-match nerves are, uh, are are kicking in to a point oh. where I feel a little bit sick when I think about it too much, to be honest. But I'm sure it'll be a great a great occasion. I, I dread to think what sort of state I'm going to be in mentally if we lose come Thursday. I, I'm just going to uh, want to get home. I, I mean, think, the but... only thing we've got in our favour is that our hotel is right next to the stadium. So yeah. I think if we lose, we just literally go in and cry in our rooms. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's the only way. And, uh, and uh, we'll see how we do. But listen, we are West Ham United. We are we are the most passionate fans in the country. We are we are massive. As the song goes, let's just get out there. Let's just enjoy this. And let's do everything we can to try and win and, and enjoy. What a massive, significant occasion this could be for every one of us. You know, I hope everyone that watches on TV, watches in the fan zones, watches at the game watches wherever you may be can enjoy a, a, a part of our history involving in front of us and you know which is the players just have to sit down and think they could make themselves absolute legends we still talk about the boys of 86 the 1980 fa cup side the, the the team of the 60s and the 70s you know those are still legends and they'll be legends forevermore this is a modern generation's chance to do the same so i just pray and pray and pray they deliver and and with with the fans behind them, I just I think we can do it. I think we can do. It. I think we can bring success to this club, and and we deserve it. West Ham fans deserve success um, this season, and let's just bring it on. Come on, West Ham. Come on, you Irons. Absolutely, mate. And on that note, that is the end of the show. We are off to Prague. Prague is that way. So hopefully <laughs> see Declan Rice live that trophy above his head. And like I said, whether you're at the stadium, in a fan zone, at the pub or watching it indoors, let's hope, let's hope and pray that legends are created on Wednesday night and we're given memories to last a lifetime. Take care. Be lucky. And until next week, come on, you Irons. Mr. Moon has left the building. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.